this podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast, Season 14, Episode 19. My name is Ian and I have with me... This is Dev. And this is Theo. And today we have our typical Batman review, but we also just had New York Comic Con over the weekend. So there's not a ton of news for Batman. There's a bit of other news for Superman and stuff. But uh, for Batman... The first thing is the uh, announcement of an event called Lazarus Planet. This is going to be quote unquote show run by Mark Wade. It's going to be spinning out of Batman versus Robin and World's Finest. It's basically going to be a bunch of sort of connected oversized one shots. They haven't announced the creative teams for those one shots, but it's sort of going to be like a seven week weekly event leading into March. So it's going to cover January and February. I think this lends support to my theory that DC is going to do something similar to what they did with Infinite Frontier in March. Not a reboot, but like a line-wide rebranding with consistent like trade dress and stuff. There are a couple things that work against this theory, but that's what I think is going to happen. Wait a minute. I got, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't remember that. I remember. I, rem- I don't remember you. I don't remember you saying that. I remember you saying we're getting a crossover between Batman, Tech, and Catwoman. Yes. And then we're yes. getting my a, prediction the, on the Batman and then crap, Catwoman. A, is then we're getting a relaunch. Right. Um, so I, I feel like I was right about the event. I was wrong about the titles <laughs> that were involved. <laughs> you, were, you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about the titles involved in the crossover for sure. Although they could, still could announce it. You were wrong. <laughs> any thoughts about this lazarus planet it's it's going to be sort of a justice league thing so my bet is they're definitely going to be launching some kind of justice league title i'm just here for the journey y'all i forget about half the books that are supposed to come out and then i look in the box of the things we're supposed to read and that's like oh look i forgot about this book isn't this exciting i'm just here for the ride y'all except when it's urban legends and i go oh look yeah I I have some nice things to say about Urban Legends this week. Wait, did I miss we, Urban we Legends? We shall have a conversation about Urban <laughs> Legends, but that is for later. I have the same level of excitement for Lazarus Planet that I had when I heard Mark Wade was doing World's Finest, as well as Batman versus Robin, which is absolutely zero okay i was i'm not sure where this was going <laughs> what you, you you thought i was going to be excited about this I, i've been i've been clear. I, I don't i don't know I've i'm been, not excited about it i but. am not i know i have i have i, I have zero interest 
and, and I say this as someone, Mark Wade remains the writer of my absolute favorite AU book ever, and I have zero interest in this. Again, you know, we've all said we don't need another Batman versus Robin. We've seen that before. We've been there, did that. And I just... We will also have a conversation about Batman versus Robin today. I just... I don't... I don't know. Some... I don't know. Why? I mean, if... If if it... You waste time and get money from us. That's But why. it's not... I, at this point, I have zero interest in buying any of these books. Zero. There I is mean, nothing... We don't know what the creative teams are or the pitches, but... I mean, the concept doesn't interest me at all. No, not at all. And I mean, when you look at some of the the covers and some of the pic- the pictures that they've put out to promote this from New York Comic Con, yeah, I mean, for me, the best thing about it is seeing Power Girl. But hell, I mean, as of late, they've written her like a buffoon. And, I don't know. Uh, I didn't read All Star Squadron. Was that good or bad? Uh, I heard that she was not that great in that title. Not great. Okay. And, you know, so I I don't know. I just DC sometimes just can't get out of their own way. And it and it I don't. Know. You're not wrong. I'm just I have zero interest in Lazarus Planet. Again, I could end up eating a plate full of crow, and if so, I will say so. On the air, but as of right now, uh, DC has not proven me wrong. All right. Um, there was also on the Jim Lee and Friends. No, what was this? Oh, on some panel that I don't care about, <laughs> we found out that in the new Wildstorm, um, specifically the Wild Cats ongoing series, the Court of Owls are going to be the bad guy. This is written by Matthew Rosenberg. I do not care. Do you, my fellow hosts, care? The what? No, wait. <laughs> the Court of Owls are going to fight the Wild Cats. I don't even know what that is. That's... You know, the Grifter story. Oh, no, I don't. I don't. I will whatever only... I read, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, will I'm only put it on Greater Gotham. I will only care if the court wins because <laughs> I have because they're like a punching bag at this point. They always lose. Yeah, I have zero interest in. I have as much interest in Wildcats as I did in the Grifter story in Urban Legends, which I didn't. So yeah. All right, and the last piece um, is technically two pieces, but uh, Joe. Joe Quesada, my favorite person next to Dan Didio. That is, was sarcasm. Yeah, I, I really don't like Joe Quesada for the same reason that I don't like Dan Didio. Um, but I will say he's a very good artist. He is coming to DC um, as a freelancer. He's not doing he's not an exclusive, but he's coming to DC as an artist to do some Batman variant covers. And they do look very cool. Uh, that's starting in January. Mike Hawthorne is going to be doing uh, at least a couple issues of Batman starting in January. So Jorge Jimenez is finishing up the failsafe arc. And then Mike Hawthorne is going to do a few issues. Um, but Chip Zdarsky in his newsletter, which I recommend you're subscribing to because it is hilarious, um, says that Jorge is coming back. So this is not Jorge leaving. It's just he's finishing up an arc and then he's going to take a couple issues off and come back. 
that is all our news. Any thoughts on that last bit? Yes, there are definitely thoughts. Definitely got thoughts. I'll let you go first. No, go ahead. I, okay, so unless, unless uh, Casada is somehow going to retcon one more day in this cover art he's doing, I have zero interest and think it's another waste of time. So, come on, we got to make that happen. If, if that's happening, I'm on board. If not, I, mean, I have interest in it. And I'm pretty sure this is one of the reasons why Ian hates Kasada as much as I do. That is 100% the reason I hate Kasada. <laughs> but the covers do look really good. Um, Honestly, they, they they do look nice, but I am not giving Jorge Casada any of my money until one more day is retconned, Dunzo and reversed, Dunzo. or whatever you want to call it. What's one more day again? Remind me. I have Peter Parker sells his marriage to the devil for stupid reasons. Uh, yeah, it, it was two thousand seven was a bad year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it was their way of undoing the stupid decision of unmasking Peter Parker in Civil War and just there was so many other ways they could have done that without doing what they did. And it just goes along with this same notion that DC has with Bruce and Selena that Peter can't be happy forever, so we got to split him and MJ up. And what better way to do it, except we don't have to divorce him. We can just make it so that they forget all about it. And then they make it a part of the movie. Yes, I have deep and undying bitterness towards Joe Quesada. You're not Mm -hmm. wrong. All you guys did did was put... um, Les Mis song lyrics in my head because now I have one more day playing in my head. <laughs> it's one day more. Oh, is it? Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know it that well. <laughs> Close enough, huh, Steph? enough all right so that brings us to the end of our news section i think we should get started on our reviews and our one review of the day is batman number 128 written by chip zadarsky and art by jorge jimenez colors by tobu mori I'm really excited. <laughs> it's a great issue. I don't, I don't disagree. Main story is called Failsafe Part 4. We begin with Batman immobilized at the foot of the grand staircase in Wayne Manor. Helpless, he watches Superman confront his robot. Failsafe brandishes kryptonite and Superman flees, luring Failsafe outside where Superman can hit the machine from afar. Fear floods Bruce as he realizes that Failsafe will have accounted for this, too. Failsafe gets Superman in close and impales him with kryptonite. Suddenly, Green Arrow, Black Canary, March and Manhunter, and Hawk Girl join the fray. Inside the manor, Superman lies next to Batman while the rest of the League battles his robot. 
Superman asks Batman what failsafe is, Batman admits to himself that it's a machine born under the paranoia of youth to take him out. Batman pulls himself to Superman and removes the kryptonite. He patches Superman up to stop the bleeding. Tim Drake Robin arrives with Green Arrow, and they carry the world's finest duo onto the Justice League jet. Dropping them off, Green Arrow rejoins the fight against Failsafe. Robin, with the help of the jet's autopilot, flies Batman and Superman to safety while the Justice League loses to Failsafe. Nightwing arrives, and Orville uh, backs him up on comms. Aboard the Justice League jet, Batman pulls himself together, sets the jet's coordinates to the Fortress of Solitude, then jumps out of the plane to visit Atlantis. Aquaman puts Batman in a healing tank, of course, removing all his clothes. When he heals after a few weeks, he finds out that Failsafe has taken over Gotham again and installed an army of machines as its quote-unquote protectors. Most of the heroes are now incarcerated. Every night, Failsafe watches for Batman's return, lighting up Gotham with a giant bat signal. So, um, how did this battle of Batman evil robot versus the Justice League go compared to other Batman versus Justice League conflicts we've seen, like Endgame and the Tower of Babel? And I feel like there's a couple others, but those are the two that are coming to mind. Well, I have a bad memory and I don't remember, but I mean, I assume most of the time they don't lose. <laughs> uh, no, they usually lose. Oh, really? Because oh. Batman wank. Oh, okay. Well, they lose. <laughs> um, it's a little distressing seeing Black Canary suffocate. Hope she's okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely setting up a high stakes. We're kind of back to... wasn't Fear State. What was the other one? Future State. We're kind of back to Future State again. So that was a little well, weird. Well, it feels like Future State slash Fear State slash City of Bane slash... Yeah. Uh, it's a mish. It's a mismatch. Yeah, I thought so there was a- another one that we were talking about where someone takes over the city. I don't know. It happened a lot, apparently. So in that, it's a little disappointing because like the stakes are just Gotham again, and then we have a robot looking out over everything again. It so, feels like it's too fast. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But he's been out for a few weeks. That's kind of how it is when you fall asleep for a couple years in coma. Um. But, I don't know. I'm just I'm spoiled by No Man's Land because we spent a year in No Man's Land. Oh, but um, I mean, just assuming that this is just a type of story that we get. I, I liked it. I mean, I liked the stakes. I liked his countermeasures. I thought it was very intense. I was a lot of squealing and <gasps> what's going to happen? So, you know, I think they did a good job with the tension and and with the storytelling. Given that it's something we've seen a hundred times. That's what I was going to say. My um, only quip, if there was any, and again, I enjoyed the story, was that it felt almost too much like past stories. You know, as Ian mentioned, with in-game and especially Tower of Babel. Um, and I know writers do that a lot, you know. And, and it, it would have been okay if 
I don't know. That that was just my again. That was just my biggest quip. Is I felt that it crossed those storylines a little bit too much. But it was still a good story. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said this a lot. If you're going to do something that's been done a hundred times before, you have to do a good job. And he did a good job. I think that's where I come out, too. I'm not like. This doesn't excite me as a concept, but little moments like, you know, Green Arrow and Canary when uh, Failsafe hits Green uh, Canary with the the mask that prevents her from uh, screaming. And then, you know, Batman's concern for Superman, like, that was really great. That's really in character, mm-hmm. really cool. And then, what? like, it's very funny, but it's also cool seeing Batman in Atlantis and, you know, the level of technology that Arthur has. Like, there's just a lot of really cool character stuff that makes me care about the people, even though I've seen this situation a dozen times before. I do worry that it makes it feel a little generic, um, because I think that the robot itself was a cool concept and i i appreciate that zazarski does a good job with the batman versus justice league concept but i do feel like i've seen it before maybe i like this one best of the ones i've seen but i i don't know i i think it's good but i'm kind of like i don't know i i just have some reservations while still enjoying it how is he going to make it special yes I mean, he makes it special with those character moments, but like, how is he going to make the whole plot special? I think is where I am. Yeah. Well, I think that's fair. They're promising that when this arc ends, it's going to be something that we haven't quite seen before. And all I can say is, I'll believe it when I see it. A bat cat wedding. <laughs> we saw Sorry. that in Batman Cat. No, no, no. We saw nothing. <laughs> we definitely saw it. She means in continuity. If it's and I also saw it in The Brave and the Bold. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Which I own now, by the way. Sorry, I found it. Nice. That was really good. <laughs> nice. I only have the facsimile, but I like. Well, it's not facsimile. It's like the dollar comics, but still, I like to have it. I, I tried. I tried winning it in the auction. I didn't win it. Aww. How much were you shooting for? Fifty. Oh, it, it was. It, it was a Facebook auction. You know. So, where do you think Zadarcy is going to be able to take Batman returning in just two issues to defeat Failsafe? He's going to defeat him in two issues. That's how long the arc is. Doesn't matter. We learned that in Detective Comics. <laughs> True. Um, I hope he doesn't. That'd be kind of lame. Like, if what? What is this for? Yep. If he spends four issues having his butt handed to him just to go to the low, I hope he doesn't defeat him so quickly. That would be lame. Well, obviously his EMP was not Superman. I did not get that correct. Um. Maybe he will finally get a real EMP. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the fish will come and get and get him because maybe Failsafe is allergic to fish. He'll team up with the Joker and have Joker fish. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> no. Oh man, I'm not looking forward to that that title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Fish. That's my guess. My guess. Yeah. I. I... Again, all I know is that we're promised that when this, by the time this arc is over, we're 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 going to be 
seeing something that we haven't quite seen before doesn't mean that it will be exciting, but uh, or good, <laughs> or good. But hopefully, hopefully, I have faith that Jeff Sadowski is going to bring it home. There's only so much you can do in in two issues, but we shall see. As we know, he's not going to be bringing in any of his mentors from the Sadarsky prequel because they're all dead. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of those are dead now because of <laughs> Batman Incorporated. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, any other questions you have about the main story before we move on to the backup? You didn't talk about the art. Or do we need to talk about the art? Is it worth uh, is it worth talking about the art knowing it's Jorge and I mean we're just gonna go, oh my goodness, so many so good. Thanos good. I there weren't as many and this is more like comparing Jorge to Jorge, so I mean this is not a bad thing. But there weren't as many like big Batman splashes, but I guess it's because Batman was on his back most of the time. So it was really cool seeing Jorge's um other characters. Like, I love Ollie and Bruce. I was so sad they didn't have a lot of interaction in this one. Um, but it was nice seeing Ollie and Dana. Diana? Dana? Dana. Dana. Dina. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you are talking Wonder well, Woman. It, well, it depends. No, so, so, no. So, so are you talking comic or are you talking Arrowverse? Because an Arrowverse is actually large. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything the about the Arrowverse. The Arrowverse sucks. I don't know anything about the Arrowverse. I just know you, you them are, from you, Injustice and um, Birds of Prey. That's you are a lucky person because <laughs> that but, um, that thing has uh, like corrupted. She's not and of about course, the good Birds of Prey. The good Birds of Prey. And then <laughs> naked Bruce and the dove is always a good thing. <laughs> okay, I don't know who let Horace F out of there. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't you just come from a date? Off a date with your husband? <laughs> He's still, I can appreciate art. Okay, yeah. There's appreciating art, and then there's gawking over naked comic men. Well, if I start commenting about uh, certain <laughs> ladies, I will expect to be left alone. Oh, yeah. L- l- wait till what's her name comes back. You know, she... <laughs> Power girl? No, oh. with uh, with 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 her suit painted on her. That's like all costumes. No, from a uh, oh god, I lost. Her, her oh, name the, no, her name is on the tip of my tongue from uh, from Shadow War. Angel Killer. Oh, Angel Breaker. <laughs> Angel Breaker. <laughs> my favorite new character. Angel Breaker. Angel Breaker. Yes. Uh. Wait till she comes back. You won't she hear doesn't even have on. that much painted on. There's like not even on half of a shirt, less than half of a shirt. You won't hear the end of it, Steph. Y'all two be going <laughs> at it, and I will be here for it. All right, let's move to our backup, which is "I Am a Gun" Part One. This is also by written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Leonardo Romero. Um, years ago. Batman has visions of the Batman of Zeranar while still under the spell of Professor Milo. He's been poisoned, and so he's afraid. Alfred and Robin, Dick Grayson at the time, revive him, 
In the Batcave, Batman isolates himself for a month, undergoing therapies to ensure no one can ever hijack his mind again. He's building his Batman of Zurinar persona. The red phone rings, and it's Jim Gordon calling for Batman. Gordon wants Batman to come alone, without Robin. When Batman arrives, Gordon shows him photos of the Joker's latest victims. They're all security guards, except their eyes aren't smiling after being killed by Joker Toxin. Bruce deduces it's a fake smile, wondering if, like him, Joker is broken too. So a lot of places to go with this backup. Let's start with the art by Leonardo Romero. Uh, what do you guys think of the art for this backup? Um, I liked it. It was like retro without, I don't know, whatever makes me not like retro. <laughs> um, You're not like Darwin Cook? I don't know. I mean, I think I liked it. I, Thank I, you. The, 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 uh, oh, the simplicity yeah. and really retroness of the Zornar Batman was creepy. Like in juxtaposed to the rest of the th- the story. I don't know. I liked it. It was good. I I really liked it too. I think it was a good change of pace. And thank you, Ian, for reminding me of the person who I kept trying to figure out, you know, in my old age in Darwin Cook <laughs> and how that style mimicked it. Um, I thought it was really well. I, and, and the past in which, you know, you really, you really saw that golden age Batman from the comic books really stood out. And I really appreciated that. I really like the art. Leonardo Romero did a couple things with, uh, shoot, what's her name? Kelly Thompson uh, at Marvel, including Hawkeye, uh, the Kate Bishop Hawkeye uh, that sort of followed on the Matt Fraction, David Aha run. And he's got a very, he's got a fluid style. So he's changed a bit um, and changes back and forth depending on the story. But he really reminds me of both Jorge Fornes and Franco Francovilla. And that's partly because of the colors. The colors are really rich and red and kind of creepy. And that's very much what uh, Franco, Franco Francovilla does a lot. For those who don't know who Franco Francovilla is, he did the backups for Black Mirror with Scott Snyder way back when. And he also is currently doing backups for The Joker with Matt Rosenberg. So if you want to know what his stuff looks like currently, that's where you can see it. And we will talk about that in Great Gotham. But in general, I thought this art was really nice. I like the stylistic mashup with the classic stuff and the more creepy stuff. And um, just, I mean, I kind of expect it. But after the Williamson run, we can't always expect great art on the main Batman book. So I appreciate, I am being, I'm grateful and happy that we have both the main story with Jorge and the backup with Romero. And both of them really tickle my artistic bone. I just enjoy it. What do you think about this construction of the Zurinar personality? Do you do you buy Bruce's motive and do you like the way that it's portrayed? I was a little confused. I feel like I would have probably benefited reading Batman. No, you would not. No, <laughs> no, you would not. But I think I got the gist of it. I mean, going off of having written the first three issues of this run, um, I felt I and knowing a little bit about R.I.P. Uh, I felt I did. I, I understood it for the most part. Um, what was your question? Well, the motivation and did the way that Batman constructs this other personality. Were you I able to buy like, it? 
I feel like in general, Batman is a little more careful than this. I feel like if older Batman had done this, he would have had his crew be like on call and he wouldn't have risked going out himself. I feel like Batman putting himself in a position to not be cognitively all there is not something he would do. But then again, he would probably do it. He goes out and fights with five broken ribs, which you can't really do. Um, so maybe, but I feel like it was unwise of him and he should have had a better backup personally. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with Steph. So I'm not going to go too much further on that. Although I will say I might, I might feel much better once we get to the next issue. Cause I think, and, and again, it's more than likely by design that there's some stuff that's being left out that we need to dive in, but Zdowski doesn't seem to be ready to give it to us yet. I actually really like this. The reason I was saying that Steph did not need to read Batman R.I.P. is because Batman literally just says, I made a backup personality. Like, that's <laughs> all you get in Batman R.I.P. And I've never liked that. So actually seeing the motivation and then seeing the process. And of course, it's ridiculous. That's not how the psychology or anything works. <laughs> but this is Batman and it's explicitly pulling from Batman in the 60s, which is very psychedelic and silly. Um, but it's trying to to meld that with, you know, the Batman of the 80s, the Dark Age, Frank Miller, Denny O'Neill. Um, and I think that that works. And I like that it's more fleshed out. And I like that it's a journey. Um, I I enjoy it a lot more than what Morrison did in R.I.P. Um, but that's because you well, hate Morrison. I, I do dislike Morrison. Um, I, I'm upfront about that. I mean, I'm upfront about all the all the writers I dislike. So, uh, last question: Where do you think this backup story is going to go? How do you think it will tie in? Because we know it's going to tie in because you know Zadarsky's been really good about that um, to his main story with Failsafe. Well, hopefully, we'll get the. EMP. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get the what's his what's kryptonite? Failsafes. We'll get failsafes off switch. Yeah. <gasps> what if it's just an off switch and Batman forgot where do you put it? Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, that that, that so, is what that's the kind of thing Chip would pull. And so the Steph stole my thunder. I was thinking that oh. too, that somehow in this in this backup we get but I'm trying to see so we got two issues left. How many how many how many issues is this year one? Is it only two parts? Or I it... think this is a three-parter, but we don't know for sure. So this will end by the time the arc is over. But I was also wondering whether or not we would get the failsafe for failsafe. <laughs> um, I personally think that the way Batman's going to defeat failsafe is going to be sort of understanding the psychology of the robot, figuring out how to either psych it out or figure out how to like catch it in a locker trap, you know, classic sci-fi stuff of fighting a robot. You can't beat it physically or mentally, but you can make it defeat itself. Or he pulls a Frank Miller from the dark Knight returns and just take a kill pill. He punches it harder. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's my theory. I think all of these are interesting theories and I'm, I'm really engaged. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying that. Uh, So Let's talk about our ratings. So out of five naked bruises, <laughs> what are we going to oh, give? No. Oh, I was going to edit that out. Oh, no. 
<laughs> you can't do it now. I can't do it now. Oh, no. Y'all, these are so good, especially compared to some of the other stuff. <laughs> oh, she literally for... just came off a date with her husband, and she's gawking over Listen, a Listen, shut up. You're making such a big deal about it. I just, like, appreciate Bruce. Um, for, especially for when he has less clothes on. Conveniently nude Batman. <laughs> she would have loved she something tells me you would have loved uh Batman Dam. <laughs> no, Batman Dam is not sexy. Oh gosh, no. It is but not a sexy book. It doesn't have to be a sexy book because he got a whole bunch of naked proof. Yeah, you see the no. bat pole? You see the battawang? Oh, yeah. Bruce Jr. <laughs> See, bat butt and everything, so. Enough making fun of me. Theo's turned to Raymond. Wait, wait. Ian, if she would have read that, she might have divorced her husband. No! My gosh, what the heck, dude? I am not participating in this. (laughs) Did you, wait, did you give your rating already? I did. Yeah, she said four. Okay, three and a half for me. Three and a half. So I... Now, I picked this before Theo and Steph said their ratings, but I am splitting the difference with a 3.75 because I really like this, but it doesn't quite like for me, a four is like superb, like really great. And then 4.5 is like I cried and I don't think I've ever given a five. Ian, you don't need to you don't need to explain it simply because we don't have a mode. (laughs) We don't have a mode and I am crushed. We have one more rating, though. Oh, that's right. What does Scott say? Four and a half. Yeah, Four we, and, we, okay, we so <laughs> this is hilarious. So our overall rating, including Scott's, is a 3.94. And mm-hmm. we still don't have a mode. And I'm sad. And all is well in the world. <laughs> all is well. Theo. Whether you are a first-time TBU Comics podcast listener, a 13-year veteran, or anything in between... We'd love to hear what you think about this episode or any of the comics we discussed. Send emails to tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net. Join our Discord server linked at thebatmanuniverse.net. Send us a tweet at tbu underscore comics. Or, if you're a patron, leave us a comment on our Patreon page. We'd also love it if you left us a review on iTunes. We'd love to read your comments on the next episode of the Batman Universe Comics Podcast. Batman may claim he works alone, but we know that he needs the Bat family. Join the TVU Bat family and let us know what you think. So let's move on to Greater Gotham. First up. Wayne Family Adventures has started season two, and the first two episodes are available for us. Uh, you can buy up to eight more episodes with coins if you so desire. Thumbs up. It's a great, cute little series. I love them. Thumbs up for me as well, because Babs is the greatest human being that ever lived. <laughs> Thumbs up for me as well, although I'm kind of surprised because Theo's very favorite character shows up in the first episode Harper Row. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> although although that was a fun I don't like the fact that she beat Cass but <laughs> it, I, but it I, wasn't hand to hand oh that would have never happened but I do I do I I do love the family the, the dynamic 
of oh yeah of i mean that's that why story. it's called wayne family adventures no i'm just talking about that particular you know bruce tells them hey y'all can't do that paintball anymore and <laughs> as soon as he walks out they get right to it yeah and he knows it right off right off the bat and like no they're really good and good at this and they're like hey batman <laughs> batman's heading your way and it just Pew. that was really cute dark crisis number five i didn't read it abstained abstaining as well I read this issue Sorry because it has Green Lantern construct uh-huh. Stephanie Brown in it. So of course oh I my it. goodness. Is that the only reason it's on even list? Uh, no, it's because Batman, so the Justice League has been, uh, you know, quote unquote killed, but really they've been sent to alternate realities and they've been sort of like going and finding them and then freeing them. And oh. this ep- issue was Batman. So I thought it was especially relevant to Greater Gotham because it was freeing Batman. And uh, Green Lantern, I believe it was Kyle Rayner, but it could have been Hal. I'm actually not sure. And um, so, so, so what you're saying is this whole Death of the Justice League thing that they were just pushing about months ago was all for naught. It was a lie. And everybody... Even Dick Grayson knew it was a lie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, 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 now that I remember, it, was that in the first? Was that in the first yeah. issue where uh, you wait, said, "Was it in that one, or was it in the Road to the Dark?" Crisis? Oh, wasn't I can't I, remember where you said nobody's dead, and, and you know, it was in that. one of the specials or something. Yeah, I, that I do remember. When I'm like, I'm not reading this. Anyway, I say thumbs up because it's still fun and it still has Stephanie Brown. So I will give it a check later. And I, the art. I uh, will not. Who's the artist on this one? Daniel Semper is really gorgeous. Um, Batman Nightwatch number two. Um, that was okay. I mean, it's it's a cute jumping on if you're a kid and looking for a Batman comic that isn't gross or, you know, it's your age. Um, Maybe read the Batman as Scooby-Doo instead, Ben. <laughs> but the only story I'll admit that I even enjoyed was the Green Lantern teen story. Like, that one was actually, that's the only one I actually enjoyed. <laughs> I abstain. Abstain. Gotham City, year one, number one. Tom King and Phil Hester. I liked it. It was fine. I like Slam. I like the audacity and rudeness of the rich Wayne family. I liked the mystery. I liked it. I continue my Tom King boycott. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm really torn on this one. Um, I gave it a 2.5 on the site. That's so I think that means I have to say it's a neutral. That's but a neutral I was at a minimum. Yes, dis- it is. But what? I was just saying that's a neutral at a, at a minimum. But if you want to go thumbs mm-hmm. down, you will not get a complaint from me. Do it. I mean, for me, I, I feel like I've seen too many uh, detective movies where everything that happens in this comic happens. And I didn't. I just felt like it was very much stuff I'd seen before. Now, Phil Hester did a great job on art, so I'm not saying it's, it's, it's bad. And Tom King did a good job on the dialogue. I just think structurally, I felt really tired. I also, uh, Slam Bradley is going to have sex with um, Constance Wayne. It's just going to happen. There's what? no... It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Oh, cynical. <sighs> Maybe that's why I don't like it, because I'm too cynical. <laughs> but uh, it's a neutral for me, and it's. I'm hoping it gets better, because I was very excited about this, and I still think the idea is cool, but it's a neutral. Uh, but Steph gave a thumbs up, so check it out. Poison Ivy number five. Eh. Eh. 
Hold on. I wrote it down. I wrote it down after reading it. Neutral. Oh, you know what? I think I liked it a little better than all the nonsense she's been going up until now. And she fantasized Batman with her the whole time. And their little back and forth is actually kind of fun. How many people did she kill? Zero. She tried to kill the phlebotomist man, but she didn't kill anybody. She was too high to kill anybody. She was too high. And and simply because of our friend... uh, Mr. Wardrew, I am giving this a thumbs down. I've always hated that character, and I continue to hate him, and anything he appears in will be a thumbs down for me. She's trying to kill him. I don't care. She, mm-hmm. she, didn't, she didn't succeed. I continue to abstain from this book. I, I, can, fig- I, I, can, fig- I can forgive you for that one. Let me read this. What was that, Theo? No, I was, I was just telling Ian I can forgive him for abstaining from this issue. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did not read this one. And I'm pretty sure Theo continues to abstain from Azrael. I still really like this book. I was very interested in. There's a bunch of angelic mythology going on in it, and it also ties the cult of Saint Dumas to uh, the new gods. So, like, they have super advanced technology because the new gods fought on Earth a long time ago and left a mother box. So, um, I thought that was clever. Um, the art is really cool. Like, I just, I really like stuff about this book. Um, so thumbs up for me for Sword of Azrael. Number three, specifically. Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Number two, a.k.a. The Joker season two. Matt Rosenberg and Carmine Di Gimenico. Y'all, <laughs> he got I it right this time. Really... What? He got it right this time. <laughs> That's Carmine. Um, Carmine. Carmine Di Giandomenico. Carmine Di Domenico. Um... I had a really rough week, and I was really depressed. And I opened this book, and I was like, oh, that man is eating an ear. <laughs> and it just got more and more gross, and I couldn't, I just, I couldn't focus. I couldn't read. So abstain, but I tried. Abstain. I read this, and I'm giving it a thumbs down. I love the art. Carmine is one of my favorites, as everyone knows. But I hate the Joker. And this does not have Jim Gordon, so there's no one for me to care about. I hate everybody in this book, and the backup is weird as heck. Also, the whole book, both the backup and the main story, do the thing I hate most in all fiction, which is, is it real? I am not a big Philip K. Dick fan. I don't enjoy questioning whether what's happening in a story is real. If it's not real, I don't want to read about it. I mean, real for the characters. I mean, obviously, fiction's not real. But... Uh, you're funny. So thumbs way down on this book. Do not lock. It's the Joker. I feel good because finally I hate the Joker title again. <laughs> the world is as it should be. Correct. Uh, Batgirls number 11. What I say? Neutral, but like a really positive neutral. Um, Maps is in it, and that was really cute. Uh, I forget what else I thought about this book. The art is definitely better. I like the new artist from what it started with. Um, I still, still, whatever. <laughs> still, whatever. <laughs> I still continue my boy, boycott. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, I really like the art. I really like a lot of the, the character stuff that it does. Uh, I think that Kyle, Mizuguchi, and Steph Brown should be the ship that replaces Tim Steph. It won't be, but I want it to be. Um, really? Could be. Okay, you, 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 yeah, you're going to make me fly to Minnesota. 
And do what? <laughs> Beat you up. <laughs> Why? Bad enough we got to deal with Tim and Bernard on a monthly basis. Now you're talking about shipping her with somebody else, death with somebody else. Come on. That deserves a good boyfriend. Come on. She deserves. Kyle is a cutie. He's a okay. sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like just like uh, Valmont is a cutie pie too. I don't see everybody wanting. No, Valmont no. is terrible and sucks. Exactly. Exactly. So if 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 Selena can't have Valmont, then what? That's terrible logic. <laughs> it's, anyway. comic, it's comic books. There's no logic in comic books. All right, we're moving on to a, a title that really has no logic. Batman Urban Legends number 20. Oh, okay. Okay, so hold on. What was that one at the end? So the first story... Oh, the first story was that, like, cyberpunk story? That was so cool. That's like Victorian... <gasps> oh, I love it. That was so cool. I kind of wish Langstrom hadn't been... Langstrom, he he Langstrom's out at the end. I thought it'd been a fun twist if he didn't, but whatever. I like that the it was like Penny too, and Batman and Langstrom were like the super team. I don't know. I lo- I loved it. And I then, did appreciate that they had Julia. She's cool. Yeah, I like, and that she was she was a dark skinned lady. I like that. She's always um, been a dark skinned lady. What are you talking about? Most Victorian era, they could have changed whatever they wanted. I mean, um, this is clearly fantasy Victorian. <laughs> it's true. And then, oh, I skipped over. I skipped over that Alfred story. I hate Alfred versus story. the fish cult. Oh, Yay! <sighs> and then, what else was in there? Um, Talia Wank. Oh gosh. Okay, that was like bad fan fiction. That was sweet. It's such the end. bad fan. It was Talia. Sweet they the are end. trying to. Pre- they are trying to pretend that Talia is not a ruthless murderer, and I is yeah. just stupid. No. It was sweet at the end, but no, that was written like bad fan fiction. And then there was one really more story. Bad oh, I liked the detective story at the end. I liked the way it was told. I liked the supernatural what the heck ending. I li- I liked the art. I liked that story. It was I actually mean, pretty decent. If that was canon, I'd be like WTH might, but this is just a weird urban legend story, so I'm all for it. So thumbs up for the book. Really? Overall? Yeah. Overall, okay. except for that, except for the stupid. But you didn't story. like the two middle stories. I didn't. I read bad fan fiction. I'm not saying it's bad because it's bad fan fiction. I'm just saying it probably should have been in a book. But you know, I think it is bad. <laughs> I love fan fiction. I've been reading hundreds of thousands of words of fan fiction over the last two weeks. There's nothing yeah. bad I have to say about fan fiction. This I, story sucked. As you all can <laughs> tell from my silence. I have given up on urban legends and I <laughs> oh, you only am, have three more issues. I so. am personally, well, I, I do plan on picking up the last few issues knowing that Jamal Campbell is going to be in them. That's but, true. It's going to be pretty, but um, yeah, it will be this pretty. Actually, he's, he's writing one of them, isn't he? I think he's writing. I one think of he's them. writing and drawing the, the two issues story. He's writing yeah. a nightmare story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and Jamal Capel in non-Batman related news is going to be writing is going to be drawing Superman. Josh Williamson's Superman, which is pretty cool. Yeah, still won't read it. Sorry, I'll, I'll wait for <laughs> you. It's, it's Superman. I'll, I'll wait for you to tell me it's okay. You mean Pooperman? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's Clark. It's not John. Yes, yeah, Clark is John. It's not John. I I don't. So for the sake of. So I guess there. I guess DC's mission is to make us forget about the agent John by bringing the two kids from War World into 
action and Superman and eh, that, that kind of work. Anyway, uh, I'm giving this a neutral because I really, really didn't like most of the stories. I do think the murder story at the end was a cool story, and that one's going to be it's going to be running through the last four issues, so it's kind of cool. But man, those other stories are just but Batman versus Robin number two. Well, well then, I gotta be honest. I write down my honest opinions as soon as I finish them. Uh, Robin versus uh, neutral. Oh yeah, so I like so I hate magic, and so much at the beginning of this was like, and this is the sacred circle where the demon blah 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 blah. blah. I hate all that. Um, but we know now for sure that Robin is possessed, and that Mother Soul is yanking his chain, and um, we also know that it's not Alfred. <laughs> I am, I am not surprised, but I am pissed. It, thank you. <laughs> Say it again. Say it for the those in the back, Ian. I am not at all surprised, and I said this, but I am pissed off. And I think you're absolutely right. Like, if it had really been him, there would have been 35 trombone circus. Yeah, it, that would have made a way bigger deal about it. Yeah, thumbs down for me. I I was not crazy about this, and the fact that um, the fact that it's not it's not Alfred and we just got all of this magic crap going on with Felix Faust and Mother oh, yeah. Soul and it's yeah. like, I mean Mark Wade has written like comic book encyclopedias, but it feels like he just like took a page and put like an encyclopedia entry on it and then did <laughs> random action and then moves on to the next entry and the it's just so much crap. None of it matters because it's all magic. And then he mind controls all the Robins. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. Steph is, I appreciate that Steph is included, but I'm a little sick of Steph being mind controlled at this point. It's happened way too much in the last year. And uh, thumbs down. I do not like this issue. I do not like this series. I do not like the concept. I'm not enjoying it. And did they literally just, did they literally just reprinted the pages from Robin in the battle with the Lazarus demon. No, they so. redrew it. It, it, it I mean, looks different. It it literally looked like they just scene by scene. It was the exact scene from. I don't know. But uh, that okay. So that thanks for thanks for bringing that up. That actually brings to mind another reason why I'm thumbs downing this issue because Mark Wade's whole thing. Now I have not been reading World's Finest, so I don't know if this is what he's been doing there, but. It definitely seems like what he's doing in this Batman versus Robin series is taking what everybody else did and then just like retconning it to hell. And I don't well, appreciate none it. of the story. I mean, the, the stories take place in the past. I don't know if they retcon per se, but they seem to me like they're not. I don't know. They just seem random. They're not. I don't, know. I don't I appreciate I it. I feel like he's just mashing other people's stories around and changing it so that an ending that we liked turns into something terrible. So, nope. Thumbs down. Same here. DC's... Go ahead. No, just saying same here. DC's Terrors Through Time. This is the fall anthology. It's got a Halloween um, theme, and there are three Batman-related stories. The first is Shellyfish doing Super Sons. Second is Gotham City Sirens uh, prequel by Peter Nguyen. And the last one is a Damien Deadman, Tim Seeley, and Kelly Jones story. 
Well, the... Uh, the so we're only talking about the Batman stories. The John one. The John David was so sweet and cute. I loved that one. It was so good. And it wasn't even written by Tomasi. This will actually come up in when I comment on it. <laughs> and then I skimmed over the sirens one. I don't know. I was in the mood to read it. And then I saw the art on the last Damien story and I was like, I love Damien, <laughs> but not this much. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> so overall, oh, so overall a... probably a thumbs down, but I don't know. I didn't actually read two of the three stories. I only read the Damien one, the John Fair. Damien one. And it was adorable. And that was a thumbs up for that story. Oh, so overall. Thumbs up. Okay. I abstain, uh, but Steph's going to make me read the, the Damien John story. I, I am... Uh, all super sons all the time. Okay. So, because this is not a Tomasi story, I actually thought it was really great. I really enjoyed the super sun story, and I wish they would give Sholly Fish a super sons miniseries. Good luck. Um, really cute. It was really cute. It was very on theme. It had some of his classic Jewish mythology in it. It was it was really good. Uh, art was really good too. Um, the Gotham Sea Sirens, I have to admit, I also skimmed it. I did not enjoy the art, and there was way too much talking. There was so much. I don't, this is an artist writing it, and he just had so much talking. What was he doing? <laughs> so much jibber jabber. And then the. You know, when you have hot girls on the screen, you want to see them having a conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't even have. I don't even have. Uh, uh, now, to be fair. I don't really care about Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn in terms of whether they're sexy or not, because I don't like the characters. I do like Catwoman. I think she does have uh, Theo's favorite suit on in this one. No, that's right. A... She is a per- she's the long hair purple Catwoman in this she's one. Got, she's got Theo's favorite suit, so she Theo should definitely check it out. I am I definitely it checking it out. Um, but that Damien. Now <sighs> I really like I really like Tim Seeley. I think he's a good writer, but. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he was writing too much at the time. Maybe he smoked a joint or something. Wait, this is not okay. top quality Tim Seeley. I, I don't mind you all spoiling it. When you say Bat Damien, are we speaking like Batman six 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 Damien? No, or... this is just Robin and Dead Man. Oh, oh, that's another thing I didn't like about Batman versus Robin. She, he wears the Batman six six six. Oh yeah, he did towards the end. That's right. Oh, I thought oh. that was actually a cool part though. What? Uh, I don't like it when he wears that. Okay. Anyway. It was okay when Morrison wrote it, and that was it. It didn't need to come back in Future State Gotham, and it's not needed here. Oh, we're, we're going to get to Future State Gotham. But, um, no. Unfortunately. Uh, Kelly Jones' Damien is just as bad as Kelly Jones' everything else. <laughs> Kelly Jones is a very talented artist that I happen nah, to hate. Talented Not way. as a person. I think Kelly Jones is a very nice person. Oh. I hate his faces. I okay. hate his art. Okay, let me just say again. In the past... As a young comic book reader, I actually enjoyed John Marita Jr.'s art. I hate it now because it's just, mm. I have never, ever, ever in all my years of reading and collecting comics, particularly Batman comics, have enjoyed Kelly Jones's drawing. It is just the worst. By far my absolute worst main Batman artist. Period. 
no I mean, oh, yeah. It makes sense to put him in in a Halloween book, but I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it. <laughs> All right, so I'm giving this a thumbs down, even though I do say that that um, Super Sun story is really good. Uh, I can't comment on the other ones because I didn't read them. And if you uh, think I the other non Batman stories, I mean, I did read all the Batman stories. And if you think I hate Kelly Jones, just ask Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Those ears, man. All right. Speaking of Batman 666, future state number 18. This is the final issue of this accursed, literally accursed series. I think this is the first thumbs down. I hated the final artist. Yeah, I hated the wrap bad. up. I hated the cat woman doesn't show up and they kind of imply that it's going to be Talia Bruce. They're doing that all over the place this this week because that was also in the Talia story. Somehow Cho Chill became the big bad and once they defeated him, everything was Cho Chill becomes the big bad in one page and you're just like, (laughs) what? Out of absolutely nowhere this guy shows up. (laughs) Damian Wayne and Joe Chill are one. Oh my gosh. It's so bad. It's so stupid. It's not fun. It wasn't, yeah. So I've been enjoying the stupid. It was no longer fun, stupid. It was just stupid, stupid. And and, and for all these issues, the, the one thing that really was different about Future State Gotham was that it was always in black and white. It had that, that, manga feel to it and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we get to the last few pages and everything is in color it's in color again yeah, uh, yeah. why because the art wasn't bad enough <laughs> <laughs> i really didn't like this art yeah. it's a it's a huge thumbs down for me at least at least we don't have to worry about looking at dick in that stupid <laughs> costume anymore and yep, Dick just, is dead. It's just, it's just Jason. Jason now. Jason. <sighs> Jason. The least, the absolute least interesting characters from Future State. J and J. And Hunter Panic, who is also not even a character. It's a costume. Wait, wait. So I, I don't know the story of Hunter Panic. Is that, Hunter that's Panic supposed to be a tease? Mother Panic. Okay, I was gonna. Is that a tease on Mother, Mother Panic? Yeah, she just he just he I think it's a he. No, it's just a she. Okay, see that's the thing. It's not even a character. I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl because they don't they don't give not a character. It's really bad. <clears throat> so as you can tell, it's a thumbs down for me too. <laughs> and thank goodness it's over. My nightmare is over until season two. Oh, why would you curse me like this? <laughs> why would you curse me like this? Oh, All right. Lord. I am Batman number 14. Really playable. I am Batman. Oh, neutral. But I think, again, it's a very positive neutral. I, I, I enjoyed the villain wrap up. I sort of. <laughs> um, I, I liked Tiff. I love Tiff. Tiff almost made this a thumbs up, except that it ends really weird. And I don't quite understand what the ending means. And so, bye. Yeah. Oh, and Montoya's ending was very abrupt. But whatever. It is a thumbs up for me specifically because of Tiff in that kick-ass outfit and yeah. the fact that she kicked Chubb's ass for, <laughs> for a minute. But I, I... So, and we had this discussion before, the, before we started recording. The one thing I couldn't tell, however, is we've all had this notion that Tiff is 
preteen, but she, she looks like she could be easily be five, 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 six, 16, 17 years old. And by which she means she's got bulbs. Yes. But I didn't want to say that because it's supposed to be family friendly. So, but she got boobs. I did not say anything except bumps and hips. And so I was a little bit taken aback by that because, again, we've always had this notion that she's just a little kid. And young people are super hypersexualized these days. It's really sad. Yep, not a yeah, not of that. Yeah, it's and one so, of the reasons why I really like uh, the Flash right now because they consistently draw the kids as kids. Yeah. So, but 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 just seeing her take out Chubb and, and go at it with Chubb the way she did until Chubb got that hit in on her was pretty awesome. But I still need to see how uh, Jason Whitaker are going to get unpossessed by yeah. whatever the glowy thing is because it looks like yeah. Jason's possessed now too. Mm-hmm. And it only means that this story is not going to end yet, Ian. Mm-hmm. Dang it. I abstain. <laughs> Um, Jurassic League number six. I think I was the only one who read this. I didn't write that. <laughs> My only question is why. <laughs> I I felt bad because I read the first issue and then I didn't read any other issues. So I wanted to give it another chance, and I feel like I was right because this is thumbs down. It's so stupid. <laughs> There's it gives like moments to Super Soar and Bat Lizard, but. Wonder Triceratops gets nothing, and Triceratops is my favorite dinosaur, so ignoring her is a crime. Thumbs down on Jurassic Wonder Woman is your favorite? No, Triceratops. Triceratops (laughs) is the best dinosaur. Um, Alright, Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries. This is season two, number one. Shallyfish Returns. Um, And this first issue is uh Batman of All Nations, which is important. I tried and just couldn't get into it. Yeah, that's abstain. I'm giving it a thumbs up. I really like Shallyfish, and I think that it's cool seeing this uh, Batman of All Nations. I just, I really like that first volume of Batman Inc. by uh, Morrison. Not the New 52 one. I like the one that was just before the New 52, where he really digs into these different Batmen and Batwomen, and this felt like sort of a return to that in a a fun way. Uh, Lastly, Batman Incorporated, and that's why I said it was important, uh, number one by Ed Brisson and John Timms um, is following up from the annual uh, earlier this year. Um, thumbs up. I loved the art. Yeah. John Timms really surprised me. Oh, it freaked me out for a second when I saw Timms. I was like, Bruce Timms is going to draw this? That's weird. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, but there's uh, no inappropriate Batman and Batgirl shipping in this. <laughs> He's not writing it. But uh, no, no, I love the art. I loved the animosity that's coming with it because, you know, he's not a pleasant dude. Uh, uh, the Ghostmaker's not pleasant. Um, I don't know who it would be because they're killing the tutors that were pre-Batman. So it's got to be someone who knows the secret identity, which could be anybody. <laughs> um but and I like seeing Ghostmaker frustrated. He's always playing it cool, but he's like crappity crap crap crap. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm liking the sides of people that we're seeing. I'm liking how it's being written, and I like the mystery. And I like the women in the book. <laughs> I like the 
I forget who it was, but I think it's Knight. Well, you've got Knight, who's Beryl Hutchison, who used to be Squire, and she's hanging out with Black Mist, who's a Black brand new Mist. Irish character. So Black, she's like, please join. join. We need more women. This sausage festival. <laughs> Let's have some tacos. <laughs> so, I, I liked it, and I like how it's being written. So, so... Okay, my cat just dropped something, and then when they kill him. Um, so, it's a neutral leaning thumbs up for me and and i am giving it a three on the website because i did the review but uh, so first of all you really need if you haven't done it yet you probably will want to go back and read the annual that um did a few months ago to really kind of get an idea of what's going on but there's just some things I'm just wondering about. So, you know, so in the story, we, we have the tutors that are being killed and we don't know if it's because of Batman or is it because of Ghostmaker? Because again, remember these, these folks trained them both. So I don't know how I feel about that. If this is supposed to be Batman Inc. And it's, focusing more on Ghostmaker, who seems to be purposely leaving Bruce out of stuff because Bruce is doing other things. But I am definitely waiting for the throwdown between him and El Gacho, and uh, I will be cheering for El Gacho all the way. (laughs) Although, I'm wondering, and again, it's one of those questions you don't know, is is Green Mist, did she, did she take out what's his name? Because the last thing you see is she's pulling out the sword. And, you know, I don't know if there was the sword to be pulled out as evidence or if she's getting ready to pull it out to take what's his name out. So well, this clearly a cliffhanger, so we don't know. Yeah, so we don't know. So, you know, there's, there's some stuff in there. The art, the art was really good. I will, I will give Tim his props for that. And yes, he's not writing it yet, so don't uh, jinx well, it's, it's stuff. It's a different Tim. Yeah, no, 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 no. They relate it. Um, Are they? <laughs> no, they're not. I'm just trying to make my story fit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but look, he was, he was like, wait, did I just learn something? I was like, wait, what? Does Theo have did, these? Did he do an interview or something? I did almost look that up because they are spelled the same. They are spelled the same. Spell that, that, that's what made me. James. No, I, 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 that's what made me wonder if they were related or not. They're not. But it was wonderful hearing Ian jump away. <laughs> he got me. He got me. <laughs> But I, uh, I, I hope at some point, and I know at some point, because th- this first issue, which is actually the second issue, if you count the annual, thank you, Ian, um, focuses really on the international team. So I hope at some point, you know, we really get local because um, I really want to see how they integrate uh, our friend from the Abyss story into Batman Inc. And I am hoping that someday by the time it's all said and done, she picks up the Black Bat moniker since it's not being used. That would be cool. Um, This is definitely a thumbs up for me. John Timms really amazes me because I did not like his art on Young Justice with Bendis. 
and I like that title. So it's not that I didn't like the title. I didn't like his art. But he feels like he's just putting so much care. There's so much atmosphere and detail, and it's just such gorgeous pages. Um, and Ed Brisson's doing a really good job of juggling so many characters. There are so, so mm-hmm. many characters. I really hope that he, he does some things where he like focuses in on a couple characters. But I have to say, he's, he's doing a good job of giving... Lots of different characters, little character moments that sort of connect you to them and give them personality. And that's impressive. It's it's a kind of team book that normally I don't like, but because I do have a connection to the Batman Inc. concept rather than like the Justice League concept or the Teen Titans concept, um, I just find it really fascinating. I find it really interesting, all these variations of Batman and how they're all brought together. Um, and I do think that the mystery is quite compelling. So thumbs up, definitely. And I don't, I don't know if, 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 if the Batman Inc. that we read in those first two volumes from Morrison is going to be the Batman Inc. we get this time around, and I'm okay with that. You know, especially now that you know we have the different teams with, you know, the the local teams, you know, and, and then having the international teams that goes everywhere. So I am. I am definitely interested to see how Brisson handles this, you know, where, you know, like you said, we, we get not even an arc. If it, if it's a one shot, you know, in between arcs that gives us some background on some of these characters, because again, if you don't know the history of who El Gacho is and who Knight is and how Knight came up, you know, through the ranks from being Squire at first, you know, you can, you can really get lost in trying to understand who these characters are. So hopefully we get some background on them at some point. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I mean when I, I say that I want them to sort of focus in on a couple I know, rotating I through them to, I was agreeing with you. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So we all say, check out Batman Inc. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah, very good. And that brings us to the end of Greater Gotham. I did a count of how many uh, Bat books DC released in October, and it's like thirty one books. There's so many Batman books right now. Um, and I'm enjoying most of them, I would say, but it's a lot to keep up with. All right. Um, we had some really good conversation on the Discord in response to our last episode. None of it was really in like a longer comment form, but I really appreciate everyone who was talking and had some really respectful conversation and disagreements, really exploring different aspects of Batman Universe and outside influences. So join us on Discord. It's really great. Lastly, I want to give a thank you and shout out to our Patreon supporters of a certain level. Uh, we have all our normal links that you can buy merchandise through no additional cost but it still helps keep the servers running but we also really want to especially highlight the following people who have helped us out on a certain level on patreon so thank you to lisa slack ian miller gerald green joshua lappin bertoni rob o tim garassi 70 miles donovan morgan grant danton's grave donald townsend ed grouse captain america mary garrett austin davis johnny mccloskey cesar diaz Jessica Morales, David Richards, and Robert Lewis. Thank you all for helping us keep the Batman Universe Comics podcast on the air. And with that, we've reached the end of our podcast. Some pretty great Bat books, and I hope you all enjoyed talking through them. 
Until next time, this has been Ian. This is Dev. And this is Theo. Thanks for listening.